Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one festive page of Talmud every day. And I say festive because if you're listening today, we are on the eve of everyone's favorite holiday. And if it's not your favorite holiday, it better be because it's Purim, baby. And in today's Duff, Nazir 41, we come across a passage that sort of, I think, is very much in the spirit of the holiday. Have a listen. The Gemara cites the relevant principle. Any place where you find a positive mitzvah and a prohibition that clash with one another, if you could find some way to fulfill both, that is preferable. And if that is not possible, the positive mitzvah will come and override the prohibition. In other words, if you see a place in which there are two different conflicting instructions, one, a positive mitzvah, something good that you're supposed to do, and then a prohibition, something you're not supposed to do, the Talmud tells us, you know, the positive mitzvah, the stuff you're supposed to do will always override the prohibition, which I think is a great kind of lesson in the spirit of Purim, because here is a holiday in which the four mitzvot, the four things that we're supposed to do are listen to the Megillah, have a seuda, a festive meal where we get really drunk and festive. Give your friends mishloach manot or shlachmonis, if you will, which are delicious packets of food. And give alms to the poor. Give charity to those who need it. What four terrific mitzvot and what a segment to welcome to this show. One of my absolute favorite human beings alive. Uh, a genius, if I may. He may object, but I don't care. I'm going to call him that. Uh, a comic book master who's created some of your absolute favorite, greatest comic book icons. The man who gave us the comic Haggadah, which uh, we still read religiously, no pun intended, in our home. And now, straight for Purim, something that you all need to go order right away or rush to your bookstore and buy the comic book version of Megillat Esther, the book of Esther, the great Jordan Gorfunkel. Welcome back, my friend. Chag Purim, Chag Purim, Chag Libuetz. Indeed, indeed, and thank you, and a Freilich Purim. Now, first of all, uh, I, I want to talk Purim, I want to talk Mitzvot, I want to talk a lot of things, but before we do, uh, we read on today's stuff about kind of the, the beauty and meaning of these positive Mitzvot. Are you with me that Purim is really positive Mitzvot central? Definitely. And there is a direct relationship, I think, between the daf and specifically the proofs that the sages try to provide for this discussion and the celebration of Purim. For example, for most of the daf 41 in Nazir, the discussion is about a Nazir who is also a leper and needs to shave. The problem is a leper must shave off all his hair, but you're not supposed to as a Jew. Right. A, we read this in the Shema, right? Cut the corners of your head. So what do you do? You have a positive and a negative that are seemingly in conflict. And they go back and forth for the entire daf until they get to the way bottom on 41 Amud Bet, where they bring up another possible proof, which is on the one hand, it says in Deuteronomy 22.11, you do not mix wool and linen. But then on the other hand, it says you shall make for yourself fringes. So how do you reconcile that conflict? And I think the direct lesson that we learn from this is, number one, last year when I dressed up for Purim and I grew my hair long in order to shave the sides and give myself a mohawk, which I've long wanted to do, <laughs> 
I should not have shaved the sides of my head. I should have left those intact, probably. I was not a leper, but this year if I go as a leper with a mohawk, then I know what to do. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two, by the way, folks, if you didn't think this was going to be Purim Torah, now you know for certain. And lesson number two, when we dress up as Superman on, uh, on Purim and we have to put a cape on. So what's a cape? It's a four-cornered garment. So naturally, if you're Superman and your name is Kael or perhaps Liel, mm -hmm. you need to put fringes on it. Just make sure that you do not wear a wool cape because then if you put the linen fringes on the wool cape, then you will be a Traith Superman. It's totally Shatnez and you're the worst kind of Superman. Now, this, this is proof to anyone who needed it that you are indeed the absolute best person to give us the great gift that you have given us. Uh, which I had already gone out and bought several copies of because each of my kids needs one and I need one and, and, and a few for friends of the genius comic book version of Miguel Atester. Tell me, uh, how does a man like you, a comic book legend, someone who has given us The Dark Knight and many other great staples, sit at home and say, you know what is a great story of uh, love and murder? The Book of Esther. How is Esther as a comic book heroine? Well, you've nailed it, haven't you? When you've got a story that has all, and it's from Tanakh, it's from our Bible, and it has all of the palace intrigue, it has all of the uh, gratuity and the action and adventure and everything you would want from a great superhero movie, including a heroine that I like to say is like the OG Wonder Woman. I mean, think about it. She's got the classic superhero origin. She's an orphan. And she's raised and told you have to keep a secret identity mm -hmm. until the moment comes, the moment of truth, <laughs> when she must either decide to stand reveal and be the savior of her people and indeed the world, or is she going to shirk her responsibilities and shrink away and just say, you know what, I'm comfortable in the palace over here. Whatever happens in the rest of the world is none of my concern. Which choice is she going to make? When you have all those ingredients, how can you not make it a graphic novel? And moreover, make it a graphic novel that's also kosher for using at your Megillah reading because we have the Hebrew complete unabridged text by the marvelous Karen publishers in Yerushalayim on one side. And on the facing page, you have the English translation completely unabridged, exact, nothing more, nothing left, built into the sequential storytelling. Which I will say was a great, great joy for my nine-year-old because I said, you know, I really, really love the book. I love the comic book you bought me, but uh, can I read the quote-unquote real Megillah? I was like, <clears throat> look at the back. And he's like, oh, wow, this one has everything. So you you have uh, the absolute approval, not just of Leibovitz Sr., but also Leibovitz Jr. Let me ask you this. Esther really, I love the description of Esther as the echt, you know, original er Wonder Woman. But also Esther here faces, to hear you retell the story so eloquently, a choice between a positive mitzvah, right? Save your people. And a prohibition. Be careful not to cross the king and not do as you're not told. Uh, and she, again, like today's stuff recommends or suggests or teaches us, she also chooses a positive mitzvah, right? Yes, she does. And she actually had more of a challenge than we 
actually, well, than I actually knew. Tonight, when I attended Mincha afternoon services, there's a tradition of having a little bit of a Dvar Torah, a little Torah insight between Mincha, the afternoon service, and Mari, the evening service. And the rabbi mentioned that when Esther instituted her fast, in order to beseech God that he should remember the Jewish people and deliver them through her power, through her royal power, this was done on Passover. Did you know that? I didn't know I that. I did not. Oh, that's amazing. So talk about the ultimate conflict, right? You have the positive mitzvot, tons of them, to celebrate Passover, and yet you here are instituting a negative mitzvah, which is don't eat, fast. They're completely in conflict. And the curious thing is, in this case, we might actually have an exception. This is something for you all to research right out there. How is it that she was permitted to do this if she was prioritizing a negative mitzvah over a positive mitzvah? Hmm, most curious. That is absolutely fantastic. Now, one last question, of course, before before I let you go, because yes, superheroes are all good and well, but we all know that the market really is all about the supervillain. You've worked in your professional line of work, in your secular, shall we say, line of work. You've worked with plenty, a supervillain, the Joker, etc. How does Haman compare to the vast universe of comic book supervillains? Haman is the best kind of villain, and I don't mean that as a compliment, <laughs> because, well, you know, our heroes are only as good as our villains. The best superhero, indeed the best entertainment stories, period, have great villains who actually challenge the heroes in the best or worst ways. I believe that evil is banal, that the worst evil is banal, and here you have a viceroy, second in command to the king, who covets the king's power, has the signet ring, so he is virtually a monarch himself, and he desires to commit genocide on the Jewish people. And the king thinks he's a great guy and everybody has to bow down to him. There is no worse challenge for a superhero than a villain like that. Oh my, I will never look at him the same way again. And uh, I don't have to because now here he is as the greatest supervillain imagined in a comic book in your amazing, beautiful book, which everyone, of course, will go and order right now. The perfect poem gift and, and any other day. This is this is something that no Jewish home is complete without. Jordan Gorfinkel, thank you so much for blessing us with your presence and with your genius. It's my pleasure. Chag, Pes- Chag Pesach. Chag Purim Sameach and Chag Pesach Sameach because <laughs> both of those are very near and dear to my heart. And just to bring things full circle, Leo, you asked in the beginning, is not Purim a holiday of many positive mitzvot? And the answer is absolutely yes. And the first mitzvah that you can take upon yourself is to listen to take one every single day through the end of this amazing cycle. I am so grateful to be a part of this journey as we complete one cycle of the Talmud together, and I'm going to drink to that. Amen, Salah. Thank you so much. I got an Amen, Salah. I've been wanting one of those. Woo! This has been Take One. 
If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. Thank you.